here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, that is a great event coming to a close in terms of action on the field and uh, it was confirmed that uh, Australia, of course, are world champions for the Cricket Women's World Cup 2022. But uh, work went on after that. Uh, if you watch, there was a, a ceremony, of course. Uh, plenty of people were still very, very busy at the ground itself and uh, plenty of people watching on too with mixed thoughts. So I would imagine the fact that it had gone so well uh, but the fact that it uh, was coming to a close, and I, I imagine one of those is uh, Andrea Nelson, who joins us now uh, today, for me anyway, uh, the woman of the moment, because uh, through thick and thin she's been able to put together one of the great events on New Zealand soil in recent history, I believe anyway. So Andrea, first of all, heartiest congratulations. Um, what did you feel when you woke up uh, what, yesterday morning, uh, the, the morning after the night before? Uh, when uh, all your hard work uh, on the field anyway was uh, said and done. Yeah, thank you so much for your kind comments. That means a lot coming from you. Uh, look, uh, yesterday was an amazing day to have uh, reflected back on the success of the event, and I think Sunday was magical. You know, the sun came out, Can Cantabrians came out in force. We we thought they mm. would, and they and we were right. They came out, like families, kids having fun, and sticking around to the end. Not often you see a crowd full of New Zealanders given Australia a standing ovation. And I think that just goes to show you this event was a bit unexpected for people. It took them by surprise and absolutely loved it. Oh, I think they would have given anyone a standing ovation, Andrea, and I'll tell you why. is because uh, they loved what they were seeing. And, uh, OK, Australia set the benchmark. There's no doubt about that. England put in a, a relatively brave fight. There wasn't a New Zealand player or a New Zealand team on show I think it's credit to what you achieved and credit to what the ladies on the field achieved uh, as much as anything else. That's the reason they came and stayed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you can do all the bells and whistles for the event, but the event is about the athletes. And the women who took part in this tournament just put on an incredible show. I don't think there's ever been so many close finishes. The pitches were perfectly prepared for women's cricket, which meant that there were high scores, there were close games, and, you know, really those athletes, I mean, certainly I've found myself becoming a fan of people like Diana Bay and, you know, <laughs> players I never would have heard mm. of coming into this tournament. And it's just amazing to see the whole of New Zealand really adopt the, the whole tournament and not just the New Zealand team. Look, you've come from a history of um, the London Olympics. You've been involved with, uh, with FIFA at an under-20 level. You've done work with the Rugby League World Cup, Andrea. But surely uh, you must be so proud. This must be your crowning glory at this point. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, pressure makes diamonds, and we certainly had a fair bit to deal with uh, with this event. Um, you know, I think we, we, we got it all on the um, on the COVID roller coaster. We had postponements, we had lockdowns, you know, we had travel restrictions, we had crowd restrictions. But what's incredibly, what makes me incredibly proud is throughout it all, the whole team never stopped thinking about what's important, which was the players and the, and the cricket. And we made it happen. We had a tagline, let's show them. And, you know, I said to the team and I shared the photo of us, uh, of us on the, uh, you know, after the Australian team and celebrated on the, on the uh, mm. winner's stage. And I said to say, we did show them. We showed New Zealand. I think I'm proud of New Zealand for having adopted the whole sport as well and really getting behind it. Well, you had it put on hold for a year. Um, was all set to go last year. You had to uh, wait till this year for it to come uh, around. Uh, initially, you were given a 10% capacity uh, seating. I was there, the opening game, New Zealand against the West Indies. 
Uh, there are a lot of people sitting in the marquee, but there weren't as many people on the bank as you would have liked. And I wonder what your thoughts were when you looked out and thought, uh, this is a great occasion. Are we going to get the atmosphere at any stage that we deserve here? Yeah, look, we um, were always hopeful, you know, and we worked really closely with the government and we knew that the, that the, the way they were seeing the Omicron wave happening meant that it was possible that there would be a loosening of restrictions. So we just took the decision to keep the ticketing live, to not close the gates, to bring as many people in as we could bring in and, and could do safely throughout the tournament. And you're right, it started at 10% and then we had that great day at Basin Reserve. Not, not mm. necessarily the greatest result uh, for New Zealand that day, but the... Uh, 20% crowd came out in force, and I, it felt like a lot more. Um, and then, you know, and that, and that grew and grew. And when New Zealand went out, we thought, well, that might be a challenge to fill a stadium for two non-New Zealand teams. But it wasn't in the slightest. People were so excited to be back in, inside venues and watching sport live. And the other thing is you need great weather to play cricket. Um, we were pretty lucky. Uh, I think we had one game where the, the points were shared. There was a couple that were cut back in terms of time, but... Overall, uh, we were pretty well blessed with that too. Yeah, look, when we ran the weather for uh, March and April, some people said we're a bit mad, but it actually is more settled that time of year traditionally. So, no, we were really, we were very lucky to have only one match rained off at a World Cup. is quite unusual, actually, and you know, so to get there, we're really pleased. But gosh, when I woke up that morning on uh, Sunday and it was a bluebird mm. day in Christchurch, I thought, well, you know, sometimes, just sometimes, we do get lucky. Oh, I know you're in high demand and you, you, know, you, you really can't think straight um, because so many things are going through your mind on a, on a grand final day as such. But did you have a moment to just uh, stand back uh, wherever you were and just look at that crowd and, and just feel that atmosphere? Did you, did you afford yourself that luxury? Yeah, look, there was one moment for me. I don't know, you'd know a man called Lee Robinson from uh, Hagley Oval mm -hmm. and he and I worked together to bring the lights to Hagley Oval um, as, as part of the hosting of the final. And as Alyssa Healy had her standing ovation, um, you know, he and I sat there and looked at the crowd, looked at the lights and thought, well, you know, that's a job well done then. That was uh, it's better than a job well done. Because I'll tell you one of the reasons why I, I think it's, uh, it's been such a, uh, a thrilling success is the demographic of the crowds, Andrea. Uh, we saw a lot of kids, a lot of young, a lot of young kids running around playing cricket, just having fun uh, at these events, which is quite rare. Um, I, I think the def demographics show that um, it was a success for me as much as anything. Yeah, that's what we were aiming for, and it was amazing that despite the crowd restrictions, that still worked. You know, our whole campaign was about take the kids and enjoy a family day out. We had free childcare. Once the crowd restrictions allowed us to do that, we had the trampoline park going mm. on at Hagley Oval, you know, and, and so to see that vision kind of come to reality and look at those kids, you know, following Sophie Devine, asking for her autograph at um, Basin Reserve, you know, after the, uh, in the semi-final, and really I think you'll see a lot of young people inspired to try cricket as a result. Well, I walked up the stairs at the Basin Reserve along with Frankie Mackay, and there was a number of people um, yelling out, hey, Frankie, she's become a bit of a... Uh, uh, a bit of an icon, uh, um, and also, you know, people like Katie Martin, and I'm only talking about uh, the White Ferns here, but these are the girls that are going to inspire our girls going forward, and I, I think on the evidence of what I saw, that's a tick in the column too. Yeah, look, I think the other one was the front page, back page, and first two pages of the Sydney Morning Herald yesterday was all about the Australian win. So, you know, it's a global event, and each of these teams in their home country are building a following. I just think the Women's World Cup in four years is going to be at the next level after that. And that's what I'm really excited to see is, you know, how does this event build a platform for success 
globally for cricket. And then locally here, you know, women's rugby is only a few months away. And I think the tickets are going on sale really soon. So I just think if people loved our event, they'll love that one too. Get along and you know, keep the momentum going. And there's a similarity too, because uh, the way things are at the moment, uh, the Black Ferns will enter that tournament just like the White Ferns. Perhaps not favourites, and uh, so therefore they're going to need all the support they can get. I, look, I, I looked at Twitter uh, last night. There was a great photo of, it was 44 people in your photo, and that was taken <laughs> after the players had gone away from uh, the winner's podium, and you had a photo of uh, your helpers, those that were around, 44 of them in that mix. So you had a massive team uh, at your disposal. Yeah, look, that was including the ICC, so the international cricket guys. Um, bring a decent team in as well, but no, we had a great team here, and as you say, some of them, you know, had to do had to stand down for a while when we were postponed, but they came back. You know, we had some that came on board and had to cut down the hours, so they've been through a fair bit of disruption, as the whole world has over the last two years. But you know, I'm amazed by their mm. resilience and the fact that they came together to deliver this event under really very challenging circumstances. And the blue coats, the volunteers around the country as well, who. I mean, you just cannot organise this. I mean, you can have a staff of what you like, but without those people who are prepared to drive people somewhere or prepared to help people get to the right place or time and place. And uh, I mean, uh, and you just saw them of various ages. Now, goodness me, there's a former All Black, Afisa Tanuu, was a driver in Auckland, and he just loved every moment of it, I understand. So uh, the volunteers. Yeah, we had the, um, we had the Speaker of the House actually volunteer for us. So Trevor Mallard was a, a, a volunteer in, in Basin Reserve, and... Um, Apparently he was put in charge of putting some plugs together uh, and, and doing some wiring, which uh, his team informed me we really shouldn't have let him do that. So, <laughs> but no, it was great. Everywhere you met, you had volunteers with smiling faces. And as you say, from all walks of life. And what was great is some of them had never volunteered at a big event before. So hopefully they'll sign up again for the next two World Cups that are coming to town. Well, I watched you on telly yesterday morning. I mean, you were dancing. Uh, you were basically dancing on the street uh, in Christchurch. <laughs> I can still hit, I can still hit. You're still on a high. I can still. You're still on a pretty big high, Andrea. Oh, look, I'm probably look. You have to be a pretty optimistic, positive person to keep running a World Cup in the middle of a global pandemic. So uh, I'm pretty okay when things are bad, and I'm very happy when things went well. And I don't think I could be prouder than how we were on uh, how the event finished on Sunday in Christchurch. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was an absolute plus. I saw the deputy prime minister, uh, minister of sport, with a huge beaming smile on his face too. And he wasn't looking oh, at New Zealand playing. He's so, uh, yeah. a huge advocate for this event, yeah. Okay, so um, I don't see Andrea Nelson sitting still for very long. What next for you? Well, look, first of all, I need to see my kids. Uh, I sleep in my bed for the first time since mid-February, and then I'll work out what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> uh, well, Andrea, uh, all I can say is behalf of our, on behalf of our listeners, on behalf of people around the country, uh, congratulations on what you've achieved. Um, I think you've achieved um, absolutely probably more, and the reaction to it, I think, was evidence of that. I'll never forget that crowd um, uh, on Sunday, and I think it's probably one of the best sporting crowds I've seen in New Zealand for a long, long time. Judy, you're good work. So thank you very much for your time this morning, and thanks for what you've been able to do over the last two to three years and to pull it off like you did. Thank you so much, Nitty. Cheers. Uh, Andrea Nelson there, folks, and man, well, and, uh, what a performance, honestly, if uh, there's not a... Uh, a Dame Andrea or something in the pipeline, I'll be very, very surprised. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.